Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, witches and bitches, vamps and tramps, masked men of mystery, role-playful women through history, belladonnas and erotic personas, as nights grow long from the witch's hex, let us enter the realm of scary sex. There, there, darling, don't be afraid. Tis the season of masquerade, so come, all ye witches, ye dark brides and grooms. Tis the time to hop on your brooms, fly past your fears and over the years of oppression, repression, being burned at the stake, stoned by the shake or drowned in the lake. Time to rise up, ye sexual renegades. Join the erotic masquerade. Straddle your flying phallic strap-on brooms. Turn on your vibrators to the moon. Fly high in the sky to that wild domain where witches reign as goddesses and protesters, as femdoms and love doctors. Time to put on your party mask as you take off your daily mask. Time to reveal what you so often conceal, your erotic persona your inner belladonna, your secret identity, your scary sex entity, your evil twin, the wizard within, time to awaken, stirred and shaken, your heart beating like a bongo, your blood rushing like the Congo. Maybe you meet someone who looks kind of scary. A witch, a bitch, a cop, a fairy. When out of the clear, with a flick of the tongue, your shivers of fear turn to passion and Fun. Mixing fear and sex creates special effects. See, what turns us on isn't always the nicest. So we're often afraid of just what excites us. Or are we excited by that which we fear? Both, my dear. It's biological, it's neurological, and it can be pathological. So be careful, consensual, practice safer sex, 
and don't overdo and stir this recipe into your witch's brew. A pinch of fear gets your mojo in gear like heat in your mesquite but too much fear burns your meat. <laughs> Stick that in your bag of trick-or-treat. And this Halloween or sometime soon, take a trip to the moon, the full moon, on your vibrating broom. Join the erotic masquerade. Don't be afraid. Your inner witch won't hurt you. Unless you really want me to. Boo! And Halloween season's beatings from Boo No Booville with me and Captain Max. Oh, Mommy, I'm so scared. Boo to you. Pull me to your breast and hold me tight. Oh, well, that's one way to get pulled to a breast. Yes, I'm too Be scared. Be a little scared. There's a booze right. and booze oh, out there. All kinds boobs. of booze and booze. Oh, boobs. Oh, booze. As well as booze. Ah. And some booze, I booze. see you're and drinking. I'm drinking booze. I'm, I'm having uh, tequila. On the dining car of the love train, yep. which we are on, FDR, stands for Fuck the Rich. Because we're a little bit socialist, yeah. socialist capitalist. Got to make the money to keep the train going. <laughs> going. But we also believe in sharing like bonobos and socialists. So, yeah, that was my Halloween poem. What you think? I... I love that poem. I, I love it. Actually, I love that poem so much, and I've been surrounded by poets lately, that we have started a, uh, a poet avenue. It's kind of bad poetry, my Halloween poem, I think. No, yeah, you know, it's good. I use it's easy like rhymes. That. Easy but, rhymes. But, you know, most poetry is kind of bad, and some is very good. But I think bad or good, in a way, poetry the abstract art of words for the ear, for the eye, and for the soul is really bad or good. One of the best ways for those of us who are pretty powerless, or at least feel powerless, to address this worsening dystopia, as well as think about a utopia or whatever you're moved to do. Poetry has always been a way to address everything. And, and poetry is also like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Right. Poetry is beauty in the ears of the listener. Exactly. That's how that works. Right. The ears or the eyes if or you're the reading eyes. it. But we're mostly doing poetry sounds. Sounds. Poems. And grunt sounds. Grunts and groans. Grunts. And mellifluous long words you have to look up. There you go. You might have to look up mellifluous. Anyway, the good, the bad, and the erotic. It's a Bonoboville poetry project. 
So we want your poetry. Yeah, and we invite you. And all you have to do is get in front of a little contraption that records things. Your phone is good. Uh, uh, or a professional studio is also good. Right. And you can upload it along with your picture. To what? To Bonoboville? No, you upload it to Poet Avenue. Poet Avenue. Dot com. Okay. Yeah, and it's not quite It's a ready. street in Bonoboville. It's a street in Bonoboville, Poet right. Poet Avenue, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, also there, there's a cafe and a bookstore for poetry books and that kind of right. stuff. Right, around know. this corner from Sex Street. Yeah, and McDonald's on the <laughs> other side. No, they don't allow McDonald's in, in Bonoboville. Oh, but they do allow sex. Poetry is a lot like sex in the sense that everyone is a poet of some sort in some language it's like everyone is a sexual being of some sort and like there are great poets like there are great sexual athletes but you don't have to be a great sexual athlete to enjoy sex and you don't have to be a great poet to enjoy expressing yourself through poetry it's kind of therapy i would say as a sex therapist that Poetry, poetry is therapy. therapy. Oh, it absolutely. is a form of therapy. In fact, we're going to have a page on the Institute site for poetry therapy, therapy which is a lot of what we do. Erotic poetry therapy, actually. <laughs> There's where the moans and groans come in. Right, right, right. And speaking of poetry or sex, you may not want to inflict it on others. You know, your thing. Poetry is a lot like sex. And it can be very personally something you like, but for someone else, maybe not. So that is why we have the off button. You don't have to listen to the poem. No. What? Well, say you're listening to our site. Oh, okay. And you come across a poem you don't like. Right. You don't have to listen to it. It's like watching a porn thing comes up. You don't have to watch it. No, exactly. just click off. Be your own censor. Right. That's what I say. Be your own censor. Right. Right. So all types of poetry, including some which is full of dirty words in every sense of the word, but some which is very boring, some which is beautiful, some which is exciting. Rap is certainly poetry. Uh, rap is poetry, and of course, uh, uh, all these people that sing over the years, they're the poets. Of the, they tell the future. Right. Well, know. now, what if you have music with your poem? What's to separate the poem from the song? Well... I uh, guess we're going to have songs. It gets a little sticky then. But it should it, be lyric-focused. Yeah, that, that the spoken word is a human right. Absolutely. It's a human right. Although bonobos speak. Well, Although we don't understand them. Well, they understand us better than we understand, we understand them. them. Right, right. For human animals that live in our society, we should have a human right to speak. And we do have freedom of speech in America, although it is being misused and abused every day. And in fact, eradicated, terminated, exterminated, just like my sites on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and we are taking Meta and Zuck the Cuck to arbitration very we're, shortly. We're going to arbitrate him. Right. Roast and him his a little wife. bit. And his wife, yes. <laughs> 
These are these are the new godlike people that think they can take away All our right. rights. Well, you got another thing coming. Coming. Oh, mm-hmm. coming. Coming, coming. Happy Halloween with poetry and a full moon <laughs> tonight. It's a full moon. Is For it? us to moon, we should take off our pants and oh, moon the moon. There's Leanne. Hi, Leanne. And there's a lunar eclipse of the hunter moon, which is, of course, the Halloween moon. And it is perfect for our Halloween weekend live show. Whenever you're listening to this in tape, we are live on Halloween weekend on the full moon and the lunar eclipse. And ghouls are among us. Ghouls are fun on Halloween. But I have to say, there are ghoulish things happening right now, brothers and sisters, that are no fun at all. And really, they're happening all over the world. But especially, intensively, right now, in the so-called Holy Land. And it is just devastating. Emotionally, I can imagine it's much more devastating physically and emotionally if you're there. We broadcast live on the day of Israel's 9-11, that is October 7th, when Hamas committed their horrific attack and somehow fooled the great Israeli army, which of course is an extension of the American military industrial complex so vaunted as just the best but they were fooled enough for these dudes to hang glide or just drive right over the border and slaughter over 1,000 Israelis very very terrible and then Israel attacked Gaza and attacked and attacked and is still attacking bombing and slaughtering thousands mostly children and the news pours down like white phosphorus from the media heavens it is like some sort of halloween scene or fireworks but this is deadly this is genocidal And yet it lights up our view. It reveals the immense destruction brought by Zionist Israel down upon Palestinian civilians in Gaza. Now, I've never been a Zionist, not even when I believed the poisonous pablum fed to me like toxic baby food in Hebrew school about Israel being a land without people for a people without land. I was an avid reader of the Bible in my youth. And it just seemed to me that modern Israel was being built more like Joshua invading Jericho. Joshua was never one of my favorite characters. And and less like my favorite, one of my favorites, Solomon with a thousand wives 
who didn't do a lot of military stuff. He had a thousand wives? He did. He had a thousand wives. Holy. Some of them were concubines, but oh. he had sex, I think, with all of them. Maybe some of them, like ten no. at a time. Uh, it was a peace thing. It was a bonobo thing. It was a way to make peace uh, with other cities, other lands, other cultures. You uh, marry the local princess. Oh, yeah. I like that. And he was very wealthy and very successful. His dad, David, is more famous in a way, but David was very militaristic. He also had a lot of sex. But Solomon, he seemed to be more peaceful. He seemed to be able to keep it under control and not to rape anybody like David did. He kept uh, his penis under control, which yeah, is very important. but he had a thousand wives to yeah, help him out. Yeah, to help him out. Right. So that way, then, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get but it. But it was kind of bonobo-esque yeah, in a yeah, biblical sure. way. Right, so I always liked Solomon. I did not like Joshua invading Jericho. And Solomon, of course, is supposedly the writer of the Song of Songs, which is the most erotic book of the Bible, which is a poem that will be on our site of poetry, yes, the right. Song of Songs that is Solomon's. We don't want to leave the Bible out. Or, no. Or salmon. The Bible has a lot of salmon. poetry. But the Song of Songs is the sexiest. The Israel of the Bible, it's got a lot of layers. But I just felt like modern Israel when I was a kid. I felt like it was a warrior state. And I was a make love, not war kind of gal. Somebody's smoking dope in this I was a lover, not a fighter. Well, that it goes with smoking dope is being a lover, not a fighter, but also a smoker. And since I'm already coughing a bit from the smoke that I smell. I'll have a celebratory hit. Happy full moon. Happy Halloween. Cease fire now, brothers and sisters. I'm just going to say it. And I'm going to say it again and again. It's poetry to my ears. Cease fire now. Well, you're both a disgrace on the human race. Both. Both. Who's bo who are you talking to? The hummus. The hummus. And the, and the Israelis. <laughs> I'm going to talk about hummus in a little while. But of course, that's what Trump called Hamas. Hummus. Hummus is actually a delicious food that I used to think was Israeli food. Hummus. It's, it's mashed chickpeas. And I grew up hearing this is Israeli food. It's actually Arab food. It's Palestinian food. It's Lebanese food. And... A lot of the foods that I grew up thinking were Israeli, like falafel and baba ganoush. They're really food from the region, Palestine. I grew up still thinking Israel is okay. I didn't think there was a choice of Israel being okay or not okay. But I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. It wasn't a place I wanted to live. But I had and still have Zionist friends and family, some of whom live in Israel. So it has, because of that, though I'm not that family-oriented, but still, I'm human. So it's taken me years to see just how bad, just how evil bad Zionism is. It is bad for Palestine, of course, it is bad for the Jews. Let me tell you. It is bad for everyone. 
Zionism is the project to create Israel yes. out of a land that was already occupied by Palestinians. And Israel has always been supported by first the United Kingdom and they just took control of the Palestine area for themselves. And then they decided, well, hey, let's just have the Jews take control of this since it is really a military outpost and they're being killed by Hitler anyway. Let's have them just run Palestine. And it was even before Hitler was doing the killing. They just decided, let's go with the Jews. And not all Jews, of course. I'm Jewish. I am not Zionist, but Zionist Jews. Well, Zionist Jews, and, and, you know, that's, <clears throat> I'm a convert to, to right. Judaism. So I never understood the Zionist Jews versus, all I knew was about the good Jews, the nice Jews. The Zionist Jews are a little bit like the MAGA people. A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little, a lot. In fact, there are Proud Boys Zionists. Right, Zionists, right? Yeah. There are MAGA Zionists. These are right-wing, right-wing zealots, zealots, zealots? Crusaders, Crusaders of the right-wing. of the right-wing who want to... Jews. Uh, yeah, who want to take us back. But against Jews, really. Yeah, yeah, of course. It is not good for the Jews. Yeah, it's not good. You know, I already have a But I still group. have friends there, and just like I do have friends that are MAGA. I know you don't, Max, but I, I do. And I have clients. I have therapy clients who are Israeli, who are MAGA, who are in the military industrial complex. And I try to teach them the bonobo way. I try, I think there's humanity and bonobo sapien energy in us all. But I have taken a stand against Zionism, a strong stand. Bibi Netanyahu is the worst. If you want to blame this current conflagration that could end us all, brothers and sisters, on one person, I would blame it on Bibi. But it's really the whole Israeli war machine, which is supported by American tax dollars. Billions. My tax dollars, your Billions. tax dollars. Billions of tax dollars in military aid. Right. Nevertheless, I got to tell you, when I first saw the images of the Hamas attacks, I was mortified. I am still mortified. I look at these images of Israelis murdered, dead, and dying, being kidnapped, and I see my old friends from Harzai and Hebrew School and Camp Ramah in the Poconos. I see myself. I can't unsee myself in those images. But then I see the Palestinian people dying in Gaza. And it takes me another second or two, but I see myself in them too. Because they're not as ethnically close to the people I went to camp with. They're people though, just like me. And they're being slaughtered by Zionist Israeli bombs. And it's horrific. It's got to stop. We have to have a ceasefire now. And we have to understand that October 7th, the 9-11 of Israel, 
was not really them breaking into Israel. It was them breaking out of Gaza, which is a prison break from the world's largest open-air prison, which is a concentration camp, really, as I understand the definition of concentration camp under occupation. And it is a shame. It is a shame to the Jews. It is a shame. In Yiddish, they say ashanda. And so I join the voices of fellow Jews who say, no, not in our name, not in my name will you commit these atrocities. Cease fire now, Israel, my friends. The world is seeing you as you bomb Gaza. And they think it's us. They think I'm involved because I'm Jewish. It's horrific. I'm just sitting here having some... They think Max is involved. I'm just smoking a joint and having some tequila. As you, Israel Netanyahu, cut off water, electricity, even the internet, but still the world sees and the world knows Israel may be more powerful because of United States and England, etc. But Israel is losing. Israel is losing. And it's not the end. So it yes, cease fire now. You better cease fire now for Palestine, but also for Israel. Cease fire for the hostages. Did you forget about them? Of course you did. You never thought about them, Bibi. Killing them with Israel's bombs. You know who doesn't benefit from a ceasefire? The only ones who don't benefit. The faction that doesn't benefit is Hamas. Hamas doesn't benefit. Israel would benefit. But it, Israel should cease fire now. Uh, you know, they're not benefiting from what they're doing. That's a hot topic, and I understand uh, the, the awfulness of it all. But there's something else going on that, that touches my heart, is that there are Palestinians who are being removed from their homes in Israel. It's horrific. In Israel, that is not, forget Gaza. It's atrocious. It's atrocious. From the West Bank, as well as Jerusalem, as well as all different places, as well as Hezbollah, which has not yet attacked, has been attacked by Israel, bombed. And so Hezbollah comes in full force. Forget about it. Cease fire now, Bibi. Really, seriously. And repent. Bibi is like Trump. He belongs in prison even more than Trump belongs in prison. And you know I think Trump belongs in prison. But Bibi, he's just head of this little tiny country. But he is the worst leader in the world right now. And he is carpet bombing Gaza and destroying Israel, I think. Possibly Judaism, all I think Judaism will outlive this. But I don't know if Israel will. But it's going to take a while to, to realize that uh, there are people that, who are Jewish that have no part in this. Have no, I know. That's why I know. feel I have to speak out. I have a lot of other things to talk about. By the way, Trump deserves some blame for this. 
along with his son-in-law, Jared, who's also a lawnsman. Those Abraham Accords, they're terrible. Why? Because they totally ignored the Palestinians. Because they made deals between Israel and Arab countries without taking Palestine into consideration. And so the prisoners of Gaza made a little prison break and it was terrible, but like a lot of prison breaks, it was violent, it was awful. But it does not excuse the carpet bombing. It does not excuse the humanitarian crisis that Gaza had been thrown into. So we've been seeing this get worse and worse and we've been horrified for weeks now from our privileged little perches here in Los Angeles where actually we were even more privileged to get away from it all for a couple of days. And we're gonna take your comments in just a second here, but I just wanna get out the story, at least some of the story. We'll probably have to tell more next time. But we went to the zoo. We went to San Diego and we saw the bonobos. And at least the bonobos can remind us that there is brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, witches and bitches, tramps and vamps. There is a way to make love, not war, and make kink, not war, because the bonobos are very kinky. For apes like us, because we are apes. I know a lot of people think that's an insult. Not from me, it's not an insult. I am proud to be a human ape, and I feel that bonobos are smarter about getting along. That's all. They're not as smart about building the missiles or the churches and the synagogues and the mosques, but they are smarter about getting along. And so the privilege of visiting the bonobos at the San Diego Zoo was provided by Friends of Bonobos, the outreach arm of Lola Ya Bonobo, founded by Claudine Andre, which saves the bonobos from extinction by saving the orphans of the bonobos who are shot and yes they are still shot although we try to stop the shooting of bonobos in the congo we'll get into why that's done at another time but right now i'm just say give to lola ya bonobo if you want to help save the bonobos some of you have heard my shows with vanessa woods and dr brian hare they're part of lola ya bonobo and friends of bonobo and also we help we give them a little something every month and sometimes something more and ashley stone is also part of friends of bonobos and amanda kuttner and they invited us they invited me on a backstage tour of the bonobos at the san diego zoo guided by primate specialist kimba livingston <laughs> who I actually met back in 2004 when I had my close encounter with Lana. Y'all remember Lana? Yeah, we showed some of the pictures last week. Uh, you could do a uh, link to links, Lana. Uh, DrSusanBlock.com slash Bonobo dash Lana. Yeah. And if you want to see opera for Bonobos, that's the one that Abe shot. Mm -hmm. So we should see that one. That's DrSusanBlock.com slash opera dash dash bonobos 
And we had a great time. And they had fewer people, I think, than they were expecting. Two wonderful ladies. I did feel like it was a bonobo sisterhood, including a lady that I think was there at the Bonobo Lana Oh, the day. older woman. Yes, and with Anna and Rodrigo. And we had our peace summit with the bonobos. And, and brought T-shirts down to yes. the, the zoo. They, they don't have any bonobo T-shirts. We, we gave some of the new T-shirts to the wonderful people who invited us. We did. And yeah, we did. We to did that, did Ashley <coughs> and to Kimba, as well as to Amanda, who wasn't there. But we also have them to sell, and the money would all go to Lowly Abonobo. And not all of it. Did know. I say all? That's I did. what you said. You know. You're right. I was going to correct it. Much of the money would go to Lola, but some of it would go to the human Bonoboville. Mm-hmm. Because we need to keep going. It's true. We are capitalist socialists, and... You know, they say sex sells. It's not bad. People need sex. Everybody does. So we're here to talk to you and help you and sell you (laughs) T-shirts. The Bonobos were great. It was a definite peace summit. Made me even more certain that now, well, actually yesterday, many yesterdays ago, was the time for a ceasefire. But it's never too late for a ceasefire. you got a ceasefire. It's most beneficial to whoever is winning. And obviously Israel's winning. Israel is doing all the bombing. Although Israel is losing the war in public opinion and therefore really would be beneficial to Israel to ceasefire. And of course to all the Palestinians that are dying. Anyway, we saw the bonobos and they did have a little bit of sex. And they also did a little bit of eating, and they did a lot of lounging, and they played catch. And they ran around with capes. They did. They ran around with like capes. Like super, right. Superman or Superwoman. That's their little blankies that they're given, or like yeah. Linus with the blanket. But they, they cover themselves with it, and then they jump from one vine to another. But the catch was my intimate experience i mean i missed having the intimate experience which is not our fault they put up all these barriers this time yeah to the area that the bonobos like to go you can't get very close to them and yet above where you don't have a barrier you're very far away from them so i couldn't have the romeo and juliet tristan Isolde kissed through the screen that I had with Lana the Bonobo. I had to be far away. So Kimba offered me a nut to throw to the Bonobos. And I'm a terrible pitcher. I have an astigmatism. I have a crossed eye, as those of you who know me know. But I figured, what the hell? Kimba wasn't exactly Pedro Martinez. So I threw it. And lo and behold, Lisa, the bonobo matriarch, the alpha bonobo woman, she caught it. She caught it. She caught it. And she ate it. And I just felt it was almost an orgasm. And we sort of quasi caught it on camera. Not exactly, but 
We didn't catch the trajectory, but we do have her catching it and me throwing it right in front of yeah, her, right. me right in front of her. So then I did it again, and she caught it, which I was very impressed that she caught it again, and it bounced. And I went, oh, no. But then she, she caught it again. She caught it again. It was very beautiful to watch. She used to play for the New York Yankees. And she ate it all by herself, which I thought, wow, she's not sharing it. Well, no, no. But wow. she shared the lettuce and oh, okay. the mangoes, but she didn't share the nut. And then I realized that she was kind of sharing it with me because she did look at me. And she was sharing your nuts. She shared my nuts. Well, I don't really have nuts. I have right. labia and eggs. But I have some walnuts. Our genitalia are not that different, male and female. And so, in a way, the nut is the genitalia of the plant world. It felt erotic and pleasurable and part of the bonobo experience. So, I did feel good about it. But I don't want to dwell too long on no, that. I want to kind of move along here because we were on a mission, a peace mission in San Diego, which did involve bonobos, but also involved people. And we had to eat. I feel really bad about the Gazans because they have so little to eat or drink. And we are very blessed. And we were very blessed to eat at a wonderful Palestinian restaurant called Farouz that was recommended to us by one of our regular call-in listeners who is commenting now Fahim is Fahim aka Cut the Pentagon who said that Abby Martin went there and that he has been there and it was a beautiful place the hummus I kept thinking Hamas so I had the baba ganoush you know just to be safe that was good but it was very delicious mashed eggplant another dish that I used to think was invented by the Israelis, but was really Palestinian. But really the best part of Farouz, well, actually there's a lot of great parts, but the art, oh, the art was one of the best parts. The walls are covered with, with very beautiful, colorful art painted by one of the owners, Ibrahim Al-Nashashibi. That's a lot of work that he's done. I thought you were going to say that's a lot of work to pronounce his name. Well, that too. But <laughs> and I managed to get the name out. He used to be a lawyer. He did. He did. And then he said, fuck this. Right. I'm going to just paint. That's what I wanted to do all my life anyway. Wow. <laughs> he did it in his 40s. He yeah. became a Amazing. painter. And, and poet. He gives credit to Sammy the younger brother ah, yes, of yes. Ibrahim, who waited upon us and opened his beautiful restaurant to us and acted towards us like a friend. And I'm sure Sammy would have been a great host like any night, but it felt like a particular important night to be hosted by this wonderful Palestinian man crossing the divide. Not really. I know, it's corny and it's stupid and it's not really crossing any divide. 
but it felt like it was to me some sort of divide between Palestinian and Israeli, between Muslim and Jew, with love and art and poetry. Poetry because he gave us a couple of books, or we bought them, actually. No, no, we bought those. And the reason we bought them is to, uh, now through our little uh, foundation, is to support artists and support poets and support uh philosophers and support uh, those kinds of people. The books are really beautiful. I'm just starting to read them and look at the pictures. And, and he designed them. I guess I'll read the title. One is called Spirit Whispers, Heart Listens. Beautiful title. But I would caution also to not always do what the spirit whispers, especially if it's telling you to pick up your AR-15 and kill a bunch of people like that guy in Maine, Robert Card, who heard voices. And I feel bad. I feel horrible for everyone. But the guy was an amosexual, possibly an incel. I don't know. But I know he was an amosexual the way he adored his weapons and taught people how to, to fire weapons, how to kill. And then, of course, he would kill people. A guy like that, any sign of a mental problem, any guy, any sign of a mental problem, and girls. No, no, if you hear voices... You should not have a gun. But that guy, whoa... He knew how to fire those weapons. A lot of the mass murderers don't know. He, he did angry. know. And he was angry, as a lot of us are. A lot of us. I say us. I can relate to the anger. I feel angry over the bombs dropping on Gaza. Over the guy killing all these people in Maine and making me wonder if my friends in Maine could have been victims. I'm still waiting to hear from one of them. I feel the anger not as badly and I don't have guns and I'm not amosexual. Although I understand amosexuality, guns are sexy. But you can have it really bad. And if you don't have a sexual outlet other than your gun, then well, you use it. And he did, and it's terrible. And so you could put a link up to amosexual incels, drsusanblock.com slash amosexual dash incels. Y'all should read it and maybe it'll tell you another of many, many reasons to try to reduce the flow of weapons through our culture. It's not the only reason people kill, it's true. But... It's a big reason, just because they got the weapon and because so many of them love the weapon. They're amosexuals, especially if they're not getting other good sexual outlets. They're amosexuals. Watch it. They might shoot, and it might not be the gun between their legs. It might be the gun in their hands that could kill you or your friend. So gun control now. Peace now. Cease fire now. Stop bombing Gaza. Stop killing. BB.
you baby. Stop killing each other. He's so much like Trump, and yet so much worse in a way. Killing a lot more people, although America is supporting him, including, I'm going to say it, your friend Joe, who I know has done a few good things. But supporting this massacre... I haven't sent him another $5 since he did that. Right. Don't. Stop it, Joe. If you stop the flow of weapons, Israel would have to stop. So let's stop. Cease fire now. So back to Farouz, which was a great place. We had such a good time. He told me, that is Sammy, said that I reminded him of the famous Lebanese singer Sabah. And when I replied, thank you, I'm a little bit famous too. <laughs> Did you hear it? Uh, another diner said, yeah, 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 that's right. You're Dr. Susan Block. And at first I thought it was because of our t-shirts because they said Susan Block all over the place. And it might have been. But then he said, and you're Max, Max aren't yeah. you? And you weren't wearing your Captain Max stuff. He's, he's the next cop, by the way. He retired after about 40 years or some shit. So we have a lot of fans, but who knew we were going to be sitting in a restaurant with a fan in San Diego? And then Sammy's wife, the chef, came in and told us that she is from the Holy Land. <laughs> I always have mixed feelings when people call it that. It makes it sound special. I also have terrible feelings when Jews say they're the chosen people. It always gave me the creeps. But isn't America chosen by God? Yeah, and that's another thing that gives me right? the creeps. That's America creepy, and <laughs> Jews have a lot in common. That's why they're friends. It's a manifest destiny. Yeah. The whole America-Israel thing is a bad destiny, I think, at this point. I guess it's been a conquering destiny thus far. Conquering other peoples. And I'm sure that's one reason... Israel thinks it can fully defeat not just Hamas, but Palestine, as America defeated the natives of this land. And yet, there are a few, not that many, but if you count the ones from South America who mated, there's sex again with the Spaniards, as the English didn't do so much. The English kind of kept to themselves, so they just killed the Native Americans. But the Spaniards did mate, so we have South Americans and Central Americans and Mexican Americans who now are taking back the land. It's one of the countries that's taking back its land in a way, in a it's land where they were from, where we stole from. And I want you to know, as a somewhat proud, but also somewhat self-loathing, loathing the part of myself that ever believed that Zionism was a viable thing, that Israel was a land without people for a people without land. I want you to know, I support that. I'm cool with this land of America going somewhat native and I'm cool with Palestine taking the land I hope Jews can stay there I really do I 
really would like to go back one day. I don't want to go back now. It's way too militarized and apartheid. So I don't want to go back. But I did enjoy my time there, especially riding around the Garden of Gethsemane with a hot Palestinian guy who then kissed me. I tell that story on another show and how I got in trouble for it. (laughs) (laughs) But we had fun in San Diego with Sammy's wife. We had a conversation about the whole problem. They were nervous, I think, because they don't want us arguing. And once we say we're Jewish, then they think, wow, we must be against Palestine. But no, I said, I am for Palestine. I am a Jew for giving your land back. I believe in that. And this did inspire a heartfelt conversation because anti-Zionist Jews and Palestinians must unite for peace and love and Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush. No Hamas. I mean Hamas. I mean, you know, no Hamas for us. Right? I mean, Hamas is only there because Israel wants it to be there. Literally, Bibi has nurtured Hamas because he was threatened he stayed in power by way. little Yasser Arafat. Oh, Yasser. Yasser. <clears throat> He's dead now, right? Would have made a good deal. Hamas doesn't even want to recognize Israel. So now Israel is slaughtering. And you, actually, because of some of the taxes you pay by the bombs that then we drop right. on other people. One side of me, there's the Israel (laughs) horror, and the other side is the American horror. We're complicit this way. We're complicit this way. And we shouldn't be complicit. Humanity, not killing each other, learning a little bit from the bonobos. You can do a lot of slap each other, do a little, you know, a little of this, a little of that, a little sex maybe, you know, but don't kill some bondage I, I don't know you know right yeah we learned a lot from the bonobos while we were down there in San Diego but don't kill and they don't kill each other and they fight we even saw them fight they were screaming and fighting and they resolved it through sex and they only had very little sex I'm not sure why it was so little because when I was there years ago they did it more but they did it very little and yet doing it help them to calm down. Why were they fighting? Because they had food to fight over. And isn't that what humans fight over? Isn't that what Israel is fighting over with Palestine? Although it's not a fair fight at all. But land. They want their land. They want their stuff. And yeah, bonobos want that too. They want food, territory, stuff. (laughs) But you can resolve it sometimes through sex and one thing I do love are those images of the Palestinian and the Israeli person kissing kissing over or the holding fence, hands over the wall right it is a beautiful thing just like I did with Lana we, although we're not enemies but we are different species we, we should all be kissing if we brush our teeth Right. Brush your teeth first. And not too much toothpaste. And I don't really want to kiss any of the non-human animals. Don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have done it except there was a glass between us. Three three foot glass. But humans can do it. We can have 
love together. And okay, if you're religious and you don't believe in intermarriage, as I do, I really believe in it. I believe it is the way to peace. Billy used to say that. To go bonobos, to marry someone different, to love someone different from you. To integrate. Exactly. To integrate. But if your religion doesn't allow that, I respect it. It's cool. Still, you can love one another. You don't bomb one another. Come on. And you don't take away our right. Right. So after we saw the bonobos, we saw, of all things, a statue called Embracing Peace. My brother Steve, hey Steve, and sister-in-law Tia... They told us about this that we really didn't know, but I sort of knew in the well, back I, I of my mind. I knew the picture because it's... Uh, the statue, but uh, the uh, old uh, picture, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge statue in and San Diego. And the guy was... Uh, uh, yeah, that was an amazing story. He was it's with his girlfriend. on a picture. <laughs> yeah. And the picture is of a sailor, a photograph, that is. Right. Kissing, passionately a den- kissing. A dental assistant. A dental assistant yeah. who was Jewish. Did you send, uh, can you send that image? Uh, put the link up? Great. Okay. And she looks like a nurse. You feel she's a nurse and she's wearing white seamed stockings. And they're at a parade celebrating the end of World War II. And it's very controversial because some at this point think it depicts an assault (laughs) since they were strangers. Actually, at the moment it was shot, I don't think it was so controversial. It was joyous. No, 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 no. It was depicting the end of the war, yay! And his girlfriend was fine. He was there with his girlfriend. The sailor? The sailor, yes. Wow, but he kisses this nurse. Yeah, and she says it's cool. And she was okay, though he bends her backwards. Let's just say if she has a bad back, it wouldn't be okay. But maybe she's (laughs) flexible. And I would be that flexible, especially young, I would be. And he bends her back and he kisses her. And it's a beautiful thing, as long as it is consensual. And I always assumed it was. But now with the Me Too movement, some think it depicts an assault. So they wanted to take it down. But we love it. And we're glad they didn't take it down. It was created by Seward Johnson. It's also called Unconditional Surrender. Yeah, look at that. I don't like that title so much. That makes it sound almost like an assault. Unconditional (laughs) Surrender. Nothing's unconditional. There's always conditions. So they're embracing peace, though. And that is a beautiful thing. You should find the statue in San Diego because that's what we went to and we had a wonderful time and we got under there and we kissed even though you're we did a, a currently a, yeah, in yeah. a you know disabled I, I, position i didn't see it when we first parked there right all i saw was the midway uh aircraft carrier with, right. with a bunch of helicopters yes. on there. and it's a giant, giant aircraft character. Giant it's frightening. Thing. And Biden sent more of those into the Middle East, <laughs> the cauldron of war. Woo-hoo. So this thing is sitting there, and my brother-in-law drags me down, of course, with my sister-in-law and Susan, 
to the statue. The kissing the, statue the kissing is also statue. called. Yeah, the kissing statue, which has inspired me forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, and it, it, it reminded me when I was a fugitive in France and you came to visit me and you jumped out of the cab. Right. And all the people clapped and were yes. like, wow. And we embraced. Yeah. Just yeah. like that. Just yeah. like the sailor and the nurse. That, that it's such a beautiful picture. I remember seeing it yeah. oh, before yeah. I even have memories. Yeah. I remember seeing it so long ago. And then, of course, I find out what it is. And I always thought it was beautiful. I remember when we embraced like that. And such a wonderful feeling. And then I realized, oh, someone could think it's an assault. Once me too pointed that out oh, I today, see uh, it today, yes, yes now sure. I see oh wow and then I find out oh they were strangers yeah but see I, I guess I grew up from those times and that was just something we did together you know and probably half the time it wasn't assault uh, no I'm just kidding no 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 it could but be. I would say an, an assault maybe a good 20% of the time could it be. might have yeah, been yeah. 15 and that that's wrong but it's also wrong uh, to assault someone just on the street and grab their purse. Well, that's, that's an terribly wrong. Yeah, that's terribly wrong. And besides, she could just knee him in the groin and the who, nuts as who could do we that? threw to Lisa, the bonobo. Oh, you know, Lisa. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The walnuts. Yeah. The walnuts. Right. Yeah. The nurse could walnuts. knee him in the walnuts. She was in a prime position for that. Yeah. Her knee is right there. Have you ever been hit in the walnuts? I looked up her skirt. And there ain't oh, nothing oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. So my brother, brother points to it very brings us there on, on a tour group. On a tour group. Yes. And he's here, like here's that. what I find: there's a bunch he's of a world traveler. There's a bunch of Chinese, some Mexicans, some Europeans, you know, and they're all running under the skirt. <laughs> What's under the skirt? And they're in a cement. <laughs> I thought that was a yeah. That was one of the great scenes I've seen in my life. And then we ate at the fish market where we had fresh aphrodisiacs. I mean oysters, which triggered great sex, senior disabled sex later at the hotel. <laughs> or maybe we were inspired by the bonobos, but it was delicious and orgasmic in that order. <laughs> And by the way, speaking of embracing peace, attention, I am on a show. It's called Embrace. This week, it's an interview with one of our therapists mm -hmm. who also does a lot of other things. A lot of our therapists do other things. Right. That's why they're so great to talk to. They're real people. And they're only licensed by us. To act on our behalf. Right. I'm pretty much the only one that's full-time, always a sex maniac, or a sexologist, or a sex therapist. Phone sex therapist. Yes, indeed. But Coraline, she does a lot of things, and this is one of the things she does. And she also did a great interview with me about all kinds of sex. She didn't know one with me. And the Vice TV show. Oh, you always complain about that. That's... Yeah. Okay, now we have to stop and hear you no, complain. No, go ahead. Now go ahead and no, complain. No, it's all right. I talked about you. I, you talked about me. And then I brought I'm... you on at the end. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Well, 
Watch Embrace yes. and Coraline yes. interviews me about therapy and many other kinds of sex and fantasy and reality and the Vice TV special that is now surpassing 250,000 views and we get the good comments and the bad comments. Oh, those bad comments. And oh, oh those bad comments. They are a soap opera you should check out. And also, if you want to learn about Palestine, read some of my Counterpunch yeah. colleagues' stuff. Me, me, but watch Abby Martin, Robbie Martin, and Mike Prisoner. Listen to them. Gaza Fights for Freedom is their classic. But we were just at their party the night before the horrors unfolded, although they've been unfolding for many, many decades. New Speaker of the House, MAGA Mike Johnson. Oh, this guy. Oh. He is a friend of Israel and a true Christo-fascist. Oh, total. He wants to take us back to the 18th. <laughs> Right. Right. Here we go. Let's go to the 18th floor. He is awful. Wow. Right. This is a, this is a Christian fascist, and forget that he's Christian. He's just a fucking fascist. Okay. He could be any kind of fascist. He could be a, a Islamo fascist, fascist, Judeo fascist, right, right. Hindu fascist. Right. He's just basically. But he happens to be a Christo fascist. Fascist. That's all. That's a, nothing against. Nice Christians. <laughs> Except they've made him Speaker of the House. Well, of course, because MAGA is trying He's to take over. He's number three in line to the presidency. Yeah, and because that's... I wouldn't be surprised if somebody assassinates somebody in and this And I'm not happy scenario. with Joe right now and his well, support yeah, of Bibi. Well, I but get honestly, that. But honestly, Mike that. Johnson... No, this guy's a is terrorist. He's a, he's a terrorist awful. against our ideas, our ways of life, he our culture. He should just put down the gavel and grab his Johnson and go home and have more sex with his wife or anyone. But leave us alone. Well, he's a threat to our lives, to our, to our ability to prosper and to, uh, to be well and to... Take care of each other. He thinks the Bible is more important than the Constitution. Oh, yeah, he says read the Bible. So uh, So what do we got here? Who do we have? Sammy looks like Peter Sellers, says <laughs> cut the Pentagon. Right. Well, he is Peter Sellers, after all. And he showed us a picture of Peter Sellers, and my cousin. And he was in my favorite movie, Dr. Strangelove, one of my favorite movies, maybe my favorite, <laughs> and yes, Sami al-Nashashibi from a very old Jerusalem family, yes, and the other title of the book is Written with Colors, Drawn with Words. Right. We're going to read them. And Ibrahim is like Abraham. Abraham. Or Engineer Abe. Right. Yeah. So. And nobody interviewed he's me. He's the great poet. 
an artist. Yeah. Actually, I could read some of these, but I think I would flub it because I'm not really a, some kind of fucking... Uh, a reader? Are they poems or...? They're, they're quite nice, you know. In my dark moments. Oh. Just that tells you what's going to happen next. Oh. You're going to call us and tell us all your secrets. Well, Fahim is in the calling area. Yeah, Fahim. Hi, Fahim. Fahim is yeah. in the calling area. This yeah. is a special occasion because we went to Farouz and spoke to Peter Sellers' cousin, <laughs> Sammy. Hi, Dr. Susie. Max. How are you all? Salam. Oh. Yeah, we had, a, we had a fun time. And shalom. Yeah, uh, both of that to you. <laughs> right, and right. A very important ceasefire, at least right now. Absolutely, absolutely. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy you guys uh, went uh, out there because uh, Wes, when uh, Max mentioned about you all going to San Diego, I was like, okay, we have to go to Ferruz. And uh, by the way, Ferruz means turquoise. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I happen to be wearing uh, turquoise right yeah, now. Yeah, she is, yeah. No one can see. I happen to be <laughs> drinking tequila turquoise somehow. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, no, it's black. I have a turquoise <laughs> denim jacket. It's like acid wash, kind of. It's a little blue. Not, not really turquoise. So, Fahim, that was a lot of fun. This guy, Sammy, he's, he's something Fantastic. Else. Just, he is such a great host. He, he was hugging this uh, old lady, even older than myself, okay? <laughs> and and uh, uh, who is of course totally crazed and <laughs> gone from the world, and he hugged her and it was just really very nice. And everybody that came in there was very very nice. And and he's like this, you know. And then there's his brother, who the guy a was genius. a genius. Fucking was a lawyer. Yeah, now he's doing all this. All publishing books and so how do you know them how did you discover them well I always like when it uh, comes to uh, I'm a foodie so when it comes to uh, food like I don't like to go to places that are like uh, anglicized uh, versions uh, so usually right. like if, if I feel like that you want to eat those falafel balls yeah, right that's cool I get it <laughs> I mean, it's it's like one of those uh, things of like if you uh, are looking for like a Iraqi restaurant and you go yeah, in yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you're the only non-Iraqi there, you know you're in the real uh, uh, right. place. So uh, so basically, I went uh, 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 there. It was uh, just, uh, I was in the area, and I'm like, okay, I want to have Middle Eastern. Uh, uh, food and then uh, basically I came across this place and I looked it up uh, on uh, uh, line and I saw the uh, and, I'm, and I'm like okay who are uh, they and then uh, when I looked them up I'm like oh, they've uh, been a very prominent family in Palestine and all and what was interesting was the first time I went there I know you mentioned about uh, that hesitation uh, when you uh, mentioned uh, about Jewish uh, and all. And so when I first went uh, yeah. there, uh, it was, um, I think it was uh, 
Sammy's daughter or Ibrahim's uh, 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 daughter um, or niece, uh, I, I can't recall, but uh, <laughs> uh, but either way, she, uh, I was like, okay, where are you guys uh, from? And they said, we're from Israel. And I'm like, okay, Israel or Palestine? Uh, and so she said, well, uh, uh, from uh, Palestine. And uh, and then when I yeah. uh, when she saw my name, like Fahim uh, is a very strong uh, Arabic name, even right. though my ethnic background is largely uh, uh, Iranian. Uh, but uh, um, so when they, uh, so we started uh, uh, talking and uh, then I, I, I've been there many, many, many uh, uh, times. And it, and so that's why when they're you also all very going, politically correct and supporting uh, a group of people that uh, are being executed. Well, they, uh, yeah. Besides the food, that the the food is the. Uh, is this the uh, the supplies of words, you know? Yeah, they. Uh, what I noticed with uh, they're artists, they're revolutionaries, and uh, and they cook a pretty good meal, actually. Yes. But the art is extraordinary, right? Yeah, and and that and and the thing when I was looking at the art, I was looking more at the story behind uh, the art uh, as opposed yeah, to like oh, okay, yeah, well this looks uh, pretty, uh, and <laughs> so from from that uh, perspective i was uh, like okay this is uh, uh, it, a uh, really uh, neat place but the biggest thing that i uh, uh, thought which is why i recommended it to you all was the warmth of the people right the warmth of uh, the, the hosts and all which was the biggest uh, thing for me it was just you feel like family when you're there absolutely uh, and and that to me w was uh, has always been uh, the biggest uh, thing about uh, them it's just like simple humble uh, folks uh, and you uh, uh, talk uh, uh, with them and they it's just that warmth is uh, what I and then so when uh, Abby came down to uh, do her uh, Gaza Fights for Freedom uh, premiere, and I've known Abby since she was a junior in college. Really? Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, San Diego State. San Diego uh, and State. Yeah, I, I met her at one of uh, the uh, dance uh, clubs in uh, uh, San Diego. And, oh, uh, well, that's sexy. <laughs> that's well, no, sexy. no, no, I, I didn't, no. No, well, no, I heard uh, it. At a dance club. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, and so basically, when I uh, so I was just uh, outside, and then uh, one of her uh, friends uh, needed something, and uh, she asked uh, me. In fact, he, he needed uh, a lighter, and so I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll get it uh, for you." And then she was like, "Yeah, I'm Abby. What's your name?" And so I said, "Fahim." And then. Uh, and oh. then she was like, where are you uh, from? And so, and initially I was like, okay, where is uh, this uh, conversation going to go? Uh, and uh, and, the, the and long, I don't hesitate. The long time friendships, of course, because they all knew us down there. They uh, knew uh, all the 
really kind of uh, revolutionaries. So what did you tell her? Where? where well, no, I, I mentioned where I uh, like uh, I was uh, like born in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for a few years, and lived in Pakistan for, uh, for uh, from '83 till '94, uh, and all. And and I don't hesitate on uh, getting into like uh, political conversations uh, and all. In fact, I uh, uh, was she already. Pro-Palestine or not quite there at, at yet? That, uh, well, no, at that time she wasn't. Uh, she, she was figuring her way uh, out, uh, and uh, so uh, basically, uh, I was. Uh, uh, I was hit with the question of uh, you know that uh, uh, they hate us because of who we are. Uh, you know, thing that Bush. Uh, mentioned, and so uh, I was. Because, I explained uh, to her, I'm like, oh. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 no. No. no uh, so, uh, so I mentioned to her, I'm like, okay, this is nobody hates the U.S. Of, well, because of Michael Jackson or Madonna or our <laughs> lifestyle right. uh, and all. Right. It's about what we do uh, there. And and I remember the last uh, time when I saw her when she was uh, leaving uh, San Diego, she had her art show. Uh, on and and I told her like Abby, there's a big difference between a Abby uh, Martin. Were you at the party? Sorry. No, no he wasn't. At the oh, party. he wasn't. Oh, you're stoned. No, I, 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 I was at the party and <laughs> I am a little stoned, stoned right but now. that's all I'm right. I'm trying no, to no, hear no, no, about it's this poets night. first meeting with Abby Martin. I want to hear about. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. you Sorry. forgot what that we were talking yeah, to yeah, Fahim no, no, about no, Abby no, Martin. Fahim, go on. So, uh, but also put up a link to last week's show, drsusanblock.com/fdr-dash. Kinktober 2023. Yeah. Okay. So, Fahim, go on. I want to hear about this Abby Martin as a junior in college. No. So, when I, so when she had her last show uh, in uh, San Diego before she left college and uh, before she graduated and uh, oh, uh, many years out, ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, and uh, so I, I, I told when we were talking about politics, uh, and and I told her I'm like, okay, Abby, there's a big difference between a Abby, a white Abby Martin from San Francisco, uh, uh, openly uh, uh, sp- uh, speaking out versus a. Fahim who came to the U.S. Uh, as an immigrant from uh, that part of the world. Uh, right. Uh, let, let me uh, ask you so yeah. Have you, have you let met? Me just quickly uh, finish, uh, yeah, uh, if you don't mind. No, no, go right ahead. And and so I remember telling her uh, uh, that, and then when I when she came back to San Diego, uh, it was back in 2019 for her Gaza fight for freedom. And I uh, uh, was, uh, I, I told her, I'm like, you know what, Abby? And I, I, I almost broke down in uh, tears because I was like, uh, you, uh, the amount of uh, stuff that you have done, the amount of uh, yeah. speaking out that you have done, I'm like, I told her, right. I'm like, Abby, you, I thank you for doing it, but, uh, and I really appreciate it. 
Oh, we should all be doing it. Yes, we should all be doing it. Yeah, but she has really done an exceptional right. job, and, and I definitely recommend everyone to look her up. We have links to her work on that blog from last week, where we also have pictures from her party, and, and her art is incredible. Her art and Ibrahim's art have certain similarities. There's yeah, a colorfulness they're, 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 they're very, and a yeah. certain abstract yeah, feeling to them. You a nutcase to look at it. This is wonderful, intricate work. Right. Yes. But I'm curious, when she was in college, was she political? She was. She, I, I could sense uh, that she was very, very uh, interested and very uh, much get, uh, getting into the whole uh, political uh, thing. She was definitely uh, uh, political, and I always thought of her uh, like that. She's going to be the next generation of protest mommies. Uh, yeah, well, she's a mommy. Well, she she's has got become the two well, kids. She's a mommy times two. Yeah. Protest, yeah. Wait, protest yeah. mommies. Can we, right. can we get a, a domain a website, name like that? Website? Protest mommies. That sounds better than huh? Moms for Liberty. <laughs> Right. Protest. No, oh, yeah. but but you know, I, I as I, I was saying that like I, I almost uh, broke down in uh, my tears because I mean, I, I she's ten years younger uh, than me, and I've oh. seen her like as a bumbling uh, uh, college student to like really uh, going through doing. Uh, her independent uh, citizen journalism yeah. to just uh, so so for me it was uh, very gratifying. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, she's quite an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> she sucks you in with her beauty and thoughts and words. Well, it, no, yeah. for me it wasn't any of uh, that uh, stuff. Oh it yeah, was for more me it was right away. <laughs> <laughs> no. No problem. She's beautiful. She's intelligent, and uh, she's a she she. I mean, she's a she. <laughs> yeah, yeah for me, well, she right. definitely brings in a lot of people right. with her beauty, and of she gets more is. beautiful all the time. But well, she also that's... brings in people with her passion and intensity, yeah, and she pays attention to details. And there's a lot of levels there. Yeah, and, and some people have scorned her and accuse her of working for the Russians. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And of being some kind of radical leftist. They still do. And they still do. Some people worship her, adore her. And then, but there are people, of course, that the, the character say that she is a terrorist. No, and for me personally, I, uh, I, I made a uh, promise uh, to myself uh, 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 that I, I, we still keep in touch here and there, but I made a promise to myself. I'm like, you know, she's a... Uh, friend and she is uh, if she is uh, she does uh, speak truth to power and, and right. all, I'll be like and okay I'm with you but and, it, and truth and to power is truth to yourself because yes. you are the power but who the fucking power you <laughs> well no um, true. no you know but, you um, are the power right that's yeah, very but nice but at the same time, I was, uh, I was like, okay, if uh, something uh, if 
she says is like bonkers i uh, i would uh, pull her uh, aside and be like hey why are you saying uh, 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 this so for me it, it for what she has done what she has spoken out that's it, so great it means, how long have you known her how many years ago was this oh shoot and this is since 2006 so about six mm. 17 uh, odd years uh, and uh, <laughs> so and and i and and i like when i met uh, mike uh, in 2019 uh, right before uh, covid when they were down in san diego right. uh, i uh, i will say that his eyes left uh, uh, podcast that he uh does I, that is also a really very uh, good. very very good uh, podcast and I, I just uh, retweeted his new podcast which is yeah. about the situation in Palestine yeah really about America getting involved America getting on board and veterans he is a veteran of course yes and he also speaks truth to power including to George Malaprop Bush. And who are we as enlightened humans? Who are we? Who are we? Yeah. You are stone. <laughs> of course I'm stone because i got to understand what's right. going on. Uh, anyway, Mike Prisoner is great and Robbie Martin is also great. Uh, yes. It's a whole great family there and now they got two great kids yeah. coming along. By the and way, unfortunately, they we love to each other. I don't know if they love us. I guess they do. I hope so. Imagine they don't yeah. love us. Right. I don't want to <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> By the way, uh, Dr. Susie, now I have a, a question that I wanted to ask uh, right, We only have a you. couple more minutes. Yeah. So well, we, I'll do my uh, best because no, no, Max I, also I like, has to talk. I like the conversation. <laughs> so, first of all, I really appreciate you speaking out on uh, Israel Palestine uh, and many other issues but one of the things I was wondering uh, was uh, when I see uh, like people like uh, Chomsky's or the uh, uh, Finkelsteins or uh, the Richard Wolves and so on. Right, right. they're all uh, Jewish uh, so far. No, 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 okay. no, 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 it's, it's not a Jewish no, no, that's okay. Okay. No, no. go on, go on. But where I was yeah. going was like, do you, like in your uh, line of work and all, do you see the uh, like next generation of like sexy lefties coming up because that's one thing I often feel I'm like okay where is the next generation of uh, the Finkelsteins or the Chomskys or the Wolves or the Parentes and so on and uh, so that, that's a dirt that I don't uh, uh, that I see we, and, we so, and, will, I, and I always we will defeat their fascists go ahead what? No, uh, I was just waiting for Dr. Susie oh, to... Oh, sorry, Dr. Susie. I told you Max wanted to talk, and he's yeah. stoned, and he has to talk. <laughs> I'm talking. Outspoken folks 
like uh, you, yes. do you see a, the next generation? Where do you see the, are there? Uh, do you see the next Dr. Susie coming up from the uh, left? Uh, and that's the thing that I find uh, like on the uh, uh, side of, uh, that's why I was giving you the comparison of like uh, uh, when I see the Chomskys or the Wolves or the Finkelsteins and, oh, and all. they're old. I don't see yeah, yeah. Isn't there a woman that does a show, Call Me Daddy? Call Isn't there a daddy. woman like that? Oh, yeah, it's like a podcast that she's doing. Doesn't a that. woman do that, Fahim? I don't know. I, uh, I, this was this I don't know nothing about so that. So she's young, she's beautiful, and she has a show called Call cool. Me Daddy. And it's very gossipy, and it's about sex. Is she like me? Of course not. There is no one like me. One thing I will say is Danielle Watts is kind of a protege. Of course, I consider Abby Martin coming up in the next generation. She talks about sex. She usually gets other people that are sex experts, but she has a beautiful open mind. And Danielle Watts is on this show frequently with her husband, Be Live, who also calls himself Be Love, and she calls herself Da Love. And she is on an exploration of meaning and sexuality. Those are the couple of people that I would recommend that you follow if you want to find younger women that are somewhat like me. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that uh, does answer my question. It's not that I wanted to, uh, uh, I needed for no, my I don't need another question. No, 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 I'm saying that it's not that I needed for myself. It was just something that I was bringing up because what you have done has been amazing. Thank so it you. was it was basically uh, more uh, like okay where is the next generation of Dr. Susie's coming up? Uh, where are you? Uh, tell are me, Fahim. I don't. <laughs> but either way, I just wanted. I mean, it was a, a pleasure uh, talking to you. I've talked to uh, Max uh, a couple of times, but I've never had a chance to talk uh, with you. So I really appreciate it. Either way, uh, I'm so glad that you guys uh, were able to go to Ferruz and you all had a good time. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy uh, that you all good. did that. Well, so, I'm so happy but, you told us about it. I appreciate absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Anyways, have a great evening. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, I, we appreciate your insights and your views. Thank you, thank you. Okay. We always Likewise. do. Ceasefire Now is the main message of this show to everyone, to Bibi Netanyahu most of all, of course, and to Joe Biden, but also to everyone, to Putin too, to we all. A sex show. Ceasefire now, right, a sex show that talks about ceasefire. (laughs) It's hard to find this type of combination. You know what they do, right? (laughs) Whoever you are. I want you to be good. I want you to cease fire now. I want you to try not to hurt anybody or bomb anybody or slaughter anybody. I want you to make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war in this last 
few days of Kinktober, Kink Month. Happy Halloween. Let your inner witch fly free. Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.